Welcome back to the Budget Babe podcast. It is the first episode of 2021, and we are going to talk about how to follow through with the goals, vision boards, and the budgets that you set for this year. What's going to set you apart is following your heart. And today, I'm going to talk about the importance of passion in your craft. You're listening to the Budget Babe podcast. This is Ella, and I'm here to talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Passion. It may not be a characteristic of all successful people, but it's definitely an accelerator. Most likely, your favorite athlete, actor, CEO, or teacher loves what they do. When you're faced with the toughest challenges, loving what you do, and love for your craft, you're more likely to keep learning and finding ways to master it. You're more likely to be a better problem solver. So you can create more of what you want to achieve and excellence in your work when you are passionate about what you do. Think about your best teacher or your professor and what they taught. Think about your favorite subject, classes that you have enjoyed. It's highly likely that your teacher cared about you and loved the subject that she was teaching. Would you want a nurse that didn't care about you or have a passion for what she did? Or he? Would you? No, of course not. And you cannot sell a product that you don't believe in. Trust me, I've been in sales for almost 10 years and I can tell you right now, you have to believe in the product to set yourself apart from your competition. So on this episode, I wanna talk about how leading with your heart is going to get you closer to your goals and it's going to make you better at what you do. Jensen Chero and You Are a Badass called it leading with your crotch. People that are having fun at what they do, that are finding pleasure in what they do, generally do a better job. Before I illustrate any further, let's do an exercise. So the first exercise, if you are sitting at home, you may grab a pen and paper and write this down. If you are driving, just think about them as you keep your eyes on the road. But think about the 10 things that you love the most. By things, I mean places, people, objects. Think about what you love the most. Now, once you do that, think about what you want to invest in, just 10 things that you want to invest in. Think about them, write them down. Go and give you a second on that one. You can press pause if you need to. Okay, now, of all the things on both lists, where did you rank yourself? Of all the things that you love the most, where did you rank yourself? On all of the things that you want to invest in. Again, it can include people, places, objects, whatever. Where did you rank yourself? Last night, I got to join my friends, Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson of the High Vibe in It podcast. And the purpose for this Zoom meeting that we did is for Patreons of this podcast. This is a podcast I'm a huge fan of. The main purpose was to set intentions for 2021 while we create our vision board. And when we declared our goals out loud and setting those intentions, we talked about how we wanted to feel, 
how we want it to feel once we achieve those goals. So for example, if your goal is to buy a house, how do you want to feel when you are living in that house? If your goal is to cultivate a romantic relationship, how do you want to feel about that romantic relationship? If your goal is to lose weight, how do you want to feel after losing weight? If the workout that you're doing, if it's not if it's not fun, how likely are you to stick with it? If you're putting yourself on a strict diet where you're only eating, you know, just meat and cheese, how likely are you to stick to that? So this is what my biggest takeaway is. When you want something, you've got to lead with your heart. You've got to focus on the pleasure of how it's going to make you feel when you achieve that goal. How you feel and the purpose of feeling good after achieving that goal is what's going to keep you motivated to achieve what you want to achieve. Let's say you want to be the top sales representative in your company. And the top sales representative in a lot of companies, they get to go on a free vacation. Let's say you get to go to Hawaii. When you are working on a day-to-day basis, trying to achieve your sales goals, trying to do your best, you're going to have days where you feel challenged, where you may feel a little more tired, a little more sluggish. Instead of focusing on that, think about how awesome it's going to be when you're on that free vacation in sunny Hawaii, listening to the ocean, feeling the sun on your skin, and just having, you know, a couple cocktails, having the best time of your life. You got to focus on that on days when you're having a tougher time to keep yourself going and to keep yourself going further ahead. When you focus, when you start with the end in mind, that's on um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, a book that I highly recommend. When you start with the end in mind, you are more likely to be successful. Let's talk about how this affects your budget. What in 2021 or in the month or couple weeks, I've got a birthday coming up. I'm already planning my socially distant birthday gathering in my head. But when you're planning something, you start with that when you do your budget. You're going to start with your, of course, your net income minus your expenses and then what you want to save up for. So let's say you want to save up for a weekend to get away with your friends. Consider all the costs of what you want to do. So considering the places that you want to eat, look at the menus beforehand, consider the places that you want to, or the activities you want to do. If you want to go skiing, if you want to go ice skating, what else is there? You want to go hiking because I mean, the weather's still really nice. Think about the cost in that. Usually it doesn't cost anything to hike, but skiing and ice skating, that's a totally different thing. If you want to take your children to Disney World, start with a plan in that. What parks do you want to see? What venues? Also snacks. Keep that in mind. Factor that in where you want to stay. When you are working towards that and when you want to save up for that, think about how you're going to feel when you're on that vacation when you're wearing that dress, when you're eating your dinner, when you have lost the 20 pounds that you want to lose, when you have done what you want to do, keep that in mind. And what is effective when you're budgeting and sticking to your budget is how you want to feel when you achieve that goal, when you're able to pay for that vacation, or a lot of people want to be free of debt. 
if you're working towards financial freedom and being debt free, think about and focus on how it's going to feel when you are out of debt. Think about the money that you're paying towards debt, that you're paying towards your car, credit cards, when you're paying towards any money that you owe that's not necessarily a bill. When you are paying towards that, or if you're paying up a mortgage, think about how much that takes out of your net income every week, every other week, every month. And then once you have that money back, once you basically paid off whatever debt that was, that money that you're paying towards your debt, think about what you can do with that money, whether it be investing, if you want to put more into your retirement, if you're working towards a goal of retirement, which we all are, or if you're working towards the fire goal, think about how it's going to feel when you reach retirement. Think about how it's going to feel when you have an extra four or five, $600 in your bank account every single week or month, what you can do with that, what you can buy with that. So when you're going towards something, when you want to keep going, looking at the finish line, think about the water at the finish line. Think about what the rewards are when you achieve that goal, when you get out of debt, when you save all that money, when you lose the weight, when you get the free vacation from your company, when you become the number one sales rep in your organization, when you get teacher of the year, when your patient recovers from that illness, when your kids finally get the trip that they've always wanted, or when you get to pay a babysitter for your kids and go on your date night, when you finally get that pet that you've always wanted. We're going to talk about pet expenses, but you get the idea. Start with the end in mind. Start with following your heart. What are your heart's desires? It is very, very important when you put this in your budget because living on the beans and rice budget, I'm going to say this, or you know, that's not realistic for me because I enjoy eating different types of foods, having dinner at a restaurant. And that's just an example. Or if you're somebody that, you know, likes to keep up appearances and there's nothing wrong with that. I know that when you look your best, you're going to feel your best and you're going to do your best. You've got to have confidence. So let's say, okay, here's what I do. I get my hair highlighted at least every six weeks because I like the way I look as a blonde. Well, it's not realistic to, I spend, embarrassed, I'll, I'll just go and say it, I spend about $300 on my hair, getting it highlighted, toned, treated, all the fun stuff, you know, paying paying for Nashville prices on getting your hair done just because, you know, my, my hairstylist, her booth rent is probably not the cheapest. But, and she's an awesome hairstylist. I'm always happy with the work she does. That's why I keep going to her. So I thought about once just growing my hair out and going back to my natural color. I've recently learned it's not realistic. Having those highlights is just a little pep in my step to when I go out to accounts or when I'm on Zoom calls. Having great hair just gives me that extra umph. So cutting out that $300 that I keep spending. It's just not realistic. So whenever you make your budget, 
whenever you're cutting out some of your spending, you have to be realistic about it. Something that is realistic for me, and I've talked about this before, is cutting out my Uber Eats and Postmates. I've used quarantine as an excuse to hunker down and to let the good, delicious restaurants come to me. And for every order on Uber Eats and Postmates, you have to spend a minimum of $15. And the $15, you spend that, and then you've got the taxes and fees, which are around $5. And then you've got, you know, you want to tip. And I, if you cannot tip your delivery person 20% or more, then please don't order food. Don't go out to eat if you cannot tip your server 20% or more because they're going to do the best that they can. They've got the tips in mind. They're motivated to do their best. So please do not shortchange your delivery person or your tip person. That's a little side pedestal I'm getting on. But when, when you factor in what I spend on every order when I order Uber Eats or Postmates, I'm spending about $25 an order. I do that twice a week. That's $200. I do that once a week. It's $100. So just cutting that out and just being more conscientious towards my grocery bill. And it's a new year. You've made that vision board. Have you made a vision board for your budget? Let me ask you why. There's going to be some goals that you have for 2021. You want to make sure you're living your best life. What money have you put aside for yourself, for fun, for pleasure? What trips are you planning to take? What books are you planning to read? What activities, extracurricular activities do you plan to do? You have to keep that in mind because you've got to get, okay, what are you going to wear to Disney World? What are you going to wear when you go hiking in Denver? What are you going to do about the plane tickets? Like think about every single expense. But the reason I say this is because if your budget is strictly bills, food, yeah, transportation, the basics, you're going to get burned out on it. You're not going to be excited about budgeting. When you have things that you want in your budget, you're more likely going to feel blissful about when you make that budget. The rambling and the soapboxes aside, I hope all of that makes sense to you and why you should start with your goals, with what you want, with what makes you happy when you make out your budget. Now that I've talked about what brings you happiness when managing your money, let's talk about bringing yourself happiness when making your money. Now, not everybody loves what they do. That's a fact. I've had, you know, many nights, late nights, where early in my career, I was working side jobs, staying up late at night, folding panties, or, yeah, we're doing Victoria's Secret, or recovering Coles, recovering the store, messes, cleaning up other people's messes before I could go home. I've had, let's see, I've had other jobs where I was a nanny where, you know, it kind of consumed a lot of my time, but I love the kids. So that kind of was an even trade. And even just, you know, early on in my career, I had an office job where I was doing spreadsheets. I was you know, going through organizing, something I didn't mind doing, but 
I didn't love doing either. And I don't know what you guys know about Nashville traffic, but these were jobs that I got up for, drove an hour to work every day. I mean, some pieces it would take 20, 30 minutes, but traffic can take like an hour, an hour and a half to work every day and drive an hour back. And it was a standard nine to six job where I'm sitting in an office and finding stuff to do. And while I was excited on some days, some days I wasn't. And what my point is, is to be great at what you do. You have to love what you do. You already know. I have a side hustle where I teach dance to bachelorette parties. I absolutely love it because I get to be a part of someone's special weekend. I get to be a representation of the city of Nashville, the city that I love living in. And I get to dance. I get paid to dance with people. Dancing has always been a stress reliever for me. It's always been a way of finding joy. It's always been a way that I love to express myself. So getting to do that all in one, getting to entertain them, getting to dance with them, that has kept me doing a side hustle for almost five years. Another thing, I've been in sales for about 10 years of my career. Now, when people hear sales, they just, they look, they look down. They're like, oh, I could never do sales. Well, why not? Selling is essentially a service and where you are informing people about your product, educating them, and in the long run, you have a product that helps them. I get to help people make money at my full-time job. So I'm going to say it again, what selling is. Because I know a lot of people, they hear sales rep or they know they're being sold to. There's an aversion there. So let's all say it is this again. Selling is simply a service that you are offering to your client by educating them and how their product helps them in the long run. Throughout my sales career, I have had the opportunity to sell phones And yes, I had the angry customers when I came that that would come into the store and talk about how something happened to their phone, how they dropped it in the toilet and how they're losing service. And, you know, it, it wasn't always my favorite thing to do was to hear somebody yell at me for that, for something I had no control over. But what I would focus on was how I was helping them. So if I was telling them, how to care for their device, or just informing them, hey, you're probably going to get a dropped call every now and then. It happens. What area that is. Think about myself as a problem solver. Or if it was time to get a new phone, I would help them by finding the right phone for them. That was like 10 years ago before everybody's phone was a Galaxy or an iPhone. (laughs) But after that, I got to work as a sales trainer for one of the vendors. And with that, I got to go to the stores and educate them about the products. I also got to do some trade shows. I got to travel a lot of cool places with that. And what I loved was I was always the first in knowing about the new technology that was available to them. So a lot of people don't know this, but companies like LG and Samsung, they were the first to have the facial recognition that you now see on the iPhones. They were the first to have the technology where Apple calls it airdrop. We were the first to have that 
technology to where you can transfer pictures or, you know, videos quicker without waiting on Wi-Fi. What else? We were also the first to be able to communicate on the 4G LTE network. And now there's 5G. I don't have 5G yet. And I feel so far behind. But companies like LG, Samsung, HTC, they were the first to have this. They were the first to do a front-facing camera. They were the first to have, I remember navigation on the phones, having that, voice commands. Voice commands were actually on Android phones before iPhones. And that's not trying to be a fangirl or trying to promote why I like Android over iPhone, but I'm just saying they were the first to have that. And me being a part of that world, I got to see the new technology as it came out. And I, you know, being a Samsung girl, I always say, you know, I've had the next next best thing for four years now because my phone is four years old and it still takes better photos than the iPhone. I'm going to brag about that. Anyways, my passion for technology kept me in that job for six years. And that six years came to an end when they started outsourcing to a different company. Now I have the passion I do now, and that is helping people make money. That's how I see my job. I see myself as a trainer, as a coach. I see myself as somebody helping people make money more than I do seeing myself as hitting certain metrics of commission or as a sales rep that's competing against other people to be on top. I'm seeing myself as someone that's helping people. And my point in saying all of this is you've got to find what it is in your job, your side hustle, your chores that you're passionate about. Now, believe me, I wish that I didn't have to always pick up after myself, wash the dishes, or even organize my closet. But the way that I feel being in a clean, organized home is way more blissful than I'll ever feel in a messy home. Do this. I keep a clean house. I stay, what do you call, OCD, because I feel better in a clean house. So whatever task that you're faced with, focus on how it makes you feel. If it's changing your baby's diaper, think about how your baby probably feels with a clean butt. Now, I'm not a parent, so I don't speak a lot about parenting on this, but just think about it that way. Think about how your child probably feels after the toys are picked up. There's probably a lot less overstimulation and overwhelming to them. They probably love a clean house just as much as you do. Secretly, when I was a kid, I used to whine, moan, groan about doing laundry, cleaning my room, vacuuming, basically because I was told to do it. It's not because I didn't love a clean room. I just hated being told to do something. But once I was in a clean room, it made me so happy. It helped me keep my thoughts together. And I today still see the benefits of that. So I'm hoping making sense. So when you're setting those goals, you've got to follow your heart. Or as you are a badass, Jen Sachera says, lead with your crotch. As Stephen Covey says, start with the end in mind. But you've got to find what is going to make you happy about chasing. Now, I want to conclude this episode by talking about the exercise that we did earlier on, and that is naming the things, places, people that you love the most and the things and people that you want to invest in the most. 
So yourself, I hope that you ranked yourself high on the list because self-love is the best love. And as I always say, managing your money is a form of self-care. You cannot manage your money without self-care. You also think about your other reasonings. For many of you, it's your children. For many of us, it's our parents. It could even be your dog or your cat. But think about your reason and let that keep you motivated. I meet so many people and their biggest reason will be their children or their parents or their wives or their husband. So always keep that reason in mind. Always love yourself. And as a way of self-care, always live your best life without breaking your bank. Thanks again for tuning in to the Budget Babe podcast. I look forward to sharing with you guys again next week. I do this for my love of sharing and adding value to the lives of others. I don't really get paid much money to do this. I mean, I do have a sponsor, but this is is definitely not a full-time gig. This is something I do because I love, and this is something I'm doing to follow my heart towards. And I I'm still working towards leveling up the podcast, and I can't wait to bring you even bigger, better, and more content in the years to come. Thanks again, guys, and I will see you again next week. I'm looking forward to it. Hey again, it's Ella from Budget Babe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you would leave a review, letting me know what you think. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Ella Konomic, E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C. I would love to connect with you and hear what you think. Thanks again.